Welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. If you're just tuning in, we are playing a 5th edition D&D high roleplay intrigue campaign. Please rate and review us wherever you found this podcast. We are approaching our one year anniversary, and if you have been tuned in for this long, we hurt your face. You're the best, seriously. I have something special planned for our big 1.0. I'm so excited. Okay, last time on Carrots and Suffering. Silpha went on a not-a-date with Thomas Drury and taught him his first spell. So I will teach you a spell today, which is the building block of many other spells. The simplest cantrip. It's called Prestidigitation. Jalen confronted her uncle Kylan about her parents and discovered that Kylan might be her father. I asked you about my parents... Yeah. And you fed me a pretty healthy helping of horseshit. Your father has a piece of paper of me that he's not supposed to give you. Tell him I give you permission to read it. What's on this paper that you can't just say? Sable was introduced to her grandmother's personal fairy assistant, Whistles. Call me when you need some. Let me guess, I just whistle. Let's start with saying the word whistle instead of whistling. And how about I just stay up here in my old apartment. The team met two kindly fairy creatures behind House Miev for some possible help getting magical components to create a thorns-cutting golem. Blindy and her sister are actually in the cottage just on the other side of the first bit of the thorn wall. I would like to involve as little fae as possible in this plan. Our heroes ended the episode with an intense argument over using fairy agreements. You, do you think human powers are any better? No. Well, I have to deal with some of them. Also mentioned in this episode will be references to the very first mission our characters had to find and decode a book by Guire the Squire, and the were-rat assassins that make up the inner circle of the Thieves' Guild. Okay, let's get into it. So I think the Silpha Jalen walk home is where we're going to start. So as they're walking... Jalen's going to sigh and say, you know, Sable is one of those people, like, I always want to protect. I feel the same. And I don't know what to do in this case. I mean, she's under a lot of pressure. I'm sure things will look clearer when the air has cleared a little, but I don't know how to protect her from herself. How can something be so obvious to you and me, and, and then she's... So blindsided, you know, I... We're not in her position, and I can understand some of the pressure she's under, and I'm terribly afraid I've offended her somehow. I, you understand what I'm saying when I mean it's cheap. It's cheap, like like the way blood magic is cheap. It's just, it's very easy, and you can go too far. Maybe deceptively cheap is is a better way to put it, because it isn't cheap. It's It's expensive later. And nobody understands how expensive it is until they have to pay up. You know, what, four generations now of this curse? You think nobody's tried to do anything about it? No, I can't believe that no one would try to do. I mean, I I just, I can't help feeling like the position she's in is the position a lot of people start in and they figure they'll change it, but they got to play the game and then they find themselves so far in the game they can't do anything about it anymore. I mean, it's it's a... It's a sinkhole. A slippery slope. I see it that way. I mean, you see from Muriel's notebooks, the things that she was working on. 
there is a path forward. And what frustrates me is that we're like animals in a cage and everyone is fighting to be the biggest goddamn dog in this cage. And they lose sight of the fact that we're still just caged animals and it doesn't matter that you're at the top. Exactly. We're we're all trying to be king of this little world that we're trapped in. And still so there's there's so much else out there, you know, there's I know, I I dream of it. I want to see it. Maybe she'll cool off. Well, I guess we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Where are you heading? Well, I headed back to town. Did you want to stay with me and we could investigate your parentage like we'd planned? I actually had a conversation, another conversation with Kylan, and I need to go home and get something related to that. Maybe I could catch up with you. All right. Hey, if you see your sibling around, would you let them know that, well, I'd like to talk to Leslie again? Yes, I can tell her that. I mean, it, it seems like it would be a good idea not to do the hunting on the full moon. We should wait until oh, that's done. Absolutely not. Yeah, which will give us a few days to prepare. And something might be happening that I need to pay attention to. Oh? In the guild. I don't know yet. Well, let me know if you want help. Thank you. And she's going to do the unusual thing and give Sylpha a hug. Aww. Sylpha is happy for the hug. Jayla's not much of a hugger, but, you know, you get a arm and dagger <laughs> crunch. <laughs> I feel all her metal bits. <laughs> Jalen. So she's going to get home. Before she finds Lord Evans, there's a couple of things she wants to do. One of them is she's going to go into the storeroom where, like, all the things have been made out of fur you know, are waiting to go into town to the market. And okay. she's going to pick out a wolf fur cloak with a hood. And she's going to package it up with a letter to Lynn that says, Thank you for coming with us to defend House Verathi. I know you might be in a spot of trouble with your parents, but I want you to know how much it meant to me that you came and helped us. Please accept this gift. And then she's going to wrap all of that up, and she's going to find the safe, same servant who delivered the letter to him before and mm -hmm. give her another silver and say, please take this to Lynn Pornino in the morning. Absolutely. Because she doesn't have time to do it today, probably. Yeah, I mean, she could get there, but it'd be hard to get back. Okay. And then she's also going to go to the kitchen and visit the cook, whose name is Helga. Helga it is. That was actually right about to suggest Helga. Were you? All right, Helga. Yeah. She was born to be a Helga. And say, Helga, how are you? Um, Good, good, Jalen. How are you? Up and down. Uh, so I, I don't know when or if there's going to be another courting session here with, with Lynn Pornino, but I was wondering if it does happen, if you could possibly make a blackberry crumble. Yeah, I... I actually have several blackberry crumble recipes and you know don't 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 be so pessimistic. I I think I think he's really into you. Well, thanks for saying that. There's other things going on that might get in the way, but you know, if it does happen, oh, but but no lemons. Done. No lemons. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Helga. I appreciate it. Anytime. And then she's going to gear herself up and she's going to go knock on Lord Evans' study door. All right. Lord Evans swings the door open. He's got all kinds of ledgers open. He's clearly deep in the business of being a baron. And says, uh, yeah, Jalen. 
Uh, can I talk to you? Sure. Come on in. Should go in and close the door and sit down and say, I understand you have a letter for me from Kylan. Oh. And he said to tell you that you should give it to me. Is he okay? Yes. <laughs> yes, he's he's well. Yes, he's all right. Okay. Yeah, I guess I I can give it to you. I'm I'm surprised he gave you permission, but I you know I guess you you're all grown up, and that I guess is what it was for. She's kind of tight lipped. Yeah, she's she's not. I mean, she's always been a little bit formal with Lord Evans, but she's definitely more closed off than she usually is. So he walks over to an old wooden box and he pops it open and you can see it's actually a jewelry box. Mm -hmm. And there's a bunch of pieces of women's jewelry you've never seen anyone wear. In fact, you've, I mean, you've probably seen the box, but you've never seen it like open. And he pulls out a top tray and reaches in and pulls out five sheets of paper all rolled up. They look old. And he says, well, I guess this is it. And, you know, picks up this, the rest of this jewelry and sets it back in the box and closes it and uh, hands it to you and says you know i want you to know jalen i i don't i think of you as my daughter and i don't want you to feel like i was ever hiding anything from you and he hands you the rolled up piece of paper and she'll take it and say do you know what's in here no but i suspect i told kylan that nothing was going to change lord evans i I know that I owe you a lot, and I owe you a lot. Jalen, I'm really happy to hear that. I think a lot of times with young people your age, I would hear something very different. And, you know, for example, Jessica would be telling me how much she doesn't owe me. I've always been very pleased with your perspective. I want you to know your family and whatever Kylan wrote in here. I will leave him his privacy, but I want you to know nothing has to be different. That's a 12 insight. She's wondering if he has actually read it. With a 12 insight, he's a professional man of the court. Right. She will say, thank you, sir. Do you need this back? No, it's completely yours. He'll walk over to the door and open it up and say, if you don't mind, uh, you'll probably want some privacy reading it. And to be honest, I'm not sure I... Well, I would feel very awkward hearing my brother's private thoughts. She had no intention of reading it out loud to him. <laughs> All right. She will stand up and say, All right, thanks again. Anytime. And she will go up to her room and lock the door. Check. And she will... I mean, she's probably going to hesitate a little bit, like she's going to turn the turn this roll over in her fingers a bit, and then say, fuck it, and untie it, and unroll it, and read it. Dear future Jalen, your mother was a tough piece of work. There's no telling who the father was, but I was there when you were born. You came out flashing pink and green like a lizard, squalling like a winter storm, and the first thing you did was shit all over the midwife. I knew then you were my daughter. I'm certain. I brought you home with me and paid your mother off. It's been two weeks. Your mother's suitors are all demanding money. I hope you never meet these people. Something is wrong. I got bit by a rat 
and now I'm waking in strange places. Lady Evans died on a full moon. They say a creature tore her apart but spared Jessica. I'm terrified of the truth. If I'm not here when you're old enough to read this, know your father loved you. It's been three more weeks and I dread the coming of the moon. I've gotten bad at my job. Every day I reach for my knives and the nerves hit me. I've never had a problem with this before. I can't help but wonder if the person I cut down has a Jalen. My swings are going wild. If I die before you're old enough to read this, remember that I love you. It's been three more months. The guild members have a kind of rat curse they control with fairy deals. The price is much higher for me since I killed their last priest. Your mother and her suitors never left us alone, so I paid the price asked. They're all gone now. Let the world think they're dead. They didn't care about you or me. Some might be upset. If I'm not here when you're old enough to read this, know that I would do anything for you. You turned one today. I spent two weeks on a job, nearly got caught. The kingdom's in an uproar. The consequences may come back on you. I am a terrible father. Your uncle has agreed to adopt you. He wants you to follow in my footsteps. I have one mission now. I will ready the world for you. I made one last deal to ensure you never have to. If I'm not here when you're old enough to read this, know that I changed the world for you. You turned five today. Being your uncle isn't bad. We spend nearly every day together and I get to teach you things. The work has calmed down. I have a friend in the guild. His name's Vincent. I made him your godfather. He agreed to train you. If I'm not here when you're older, Vincent will make sure you're strong enough to fend for yourself. You turn ten today. You look exactly like your mother. I wonder what kind of woman you'll be. We train almost every day. You won't be some shrinking violet. You'll be as deadly as any Evans, as skilled as any Pornino, as dangerous as the greatest of the mentor line, and as shrewd as the Drury. Maybe I'll live to see you pick out a lover. I wonder what kind of person would be worthy of you. You turn fifteen. The world's getting dangerous again. Staying in charge of the guild is like holding a tiger by its ears. It's going to be tough to ensure you're strong enough to hold it when I'm gone. If I'm too hard on you, I want you to know there's nothing I've done that wasn't for you. You'll be stronger than I was. You'll be able to choose any life you wish. You're smarter than I am. You'll choose better. Sandra. Yes? Anything you wish to do, you get home probably around, like, three... Well, I'm probably going to spend the afternoon going through those papers and figuring out what everybody is asking for and talking to people about what we can provide versus what the orders are. Yeah. And I'm not going to make any promises today. Any of the messengers that are still there are welcome to stay for dinner. I'm going to arrange for the lumberjacks and everybody who helped with the fire to have very nice setup of food and drink tomorrow on their day off if they perchance stay around okay you know if not then we will wrap up food for them so just something nicer than they normally have okay as a thanks to them and i'd let the head lumberjack know does he think most of them are going to want to go into town or get almost away? assuredly there are going most of them will go into town Oh, well, if that's the case, then I'll just give them a little extra copper to okay. spend. They'll all get, like, two extra copper. Okay. Is that, like, an okay thing? Yeah, I mean, that'll give them a drink and a meal, usually. Yeah, okay. You bought them dinner. Okay, I bought them dinner. That's good. 
And then once the sun starts going down, I'm going to go talk to Tree. Okay. We don't have to do like a big conference. She, the first, she's just going to like march out there. Once there's nobody watching, she'll just go through and, and go into the grove. There's a cat there. You don't see the cat? Good. Yay. I don't have to tell the cat to go away. I'm going to ask Tree if about basically, say perchance, <laughs> that Lycanthrope tried to bite someone and a green energy with wind and leaves in it burst forth from that person to throw them aside. Would that be fey magic? It sounds like fey magic. Would you know of anyone who could put such a ward on someone? Would it be any mm. fey? No. No. The domain of lycanthropy, I am told, is the sole providence of the fairy queen. Do you know of anyone who has come here to make a deal with the fairy queen to protect, say, their offspring from such things? Hmm. It is exceedingly rare for someone to negotiate for protection against lycanthropy, though I did receive and record one such agreement. Will you tell me? Hmm. Well, I am limited in what I can say to agreements that you are not privy to. I understand. But there was one agreement where a parental figure requested that their child be protected against lycanthropy for their lifetime. It's exceedingly rare that such an agreement would be accepted, but in this case, apparently the price paid was substantial. Thank you. Do you know the name of the one? Can you share? No, that I cannot share with you. Even if I know the name? I am limited in what I can say about agreements you did not participate in. I understand. All right. I'm just going to flop down next to a tree and say, Do you know anything about another druid circle? Hmm. Circle of the land. They have been mentioned numerous times in the circle of this glade, but never have they made an agreement. Are you natural tree or are you spirit? Are you fae? Maybe both? My understanding is that I am a tree as natural as the other trees. But I was birthed by fairy magic and infused with it from then on. I suspect I am fae. It is likely the reason why the thorns do not encroach upon my glade. I'm going to sit here with you, tree, until the stars come out. Very well. It's peaceful here. I have always found this spot to be peaceful. Half my grove burned down. It's unfortunate, but it has happened many times before. Not in our, what we would call, recent history. No, I guess it wouldn't. And then she'll just sit there. Till the stars come out. Morning happens. Bum, 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 Sorry, Jayla didn't send a message saying she was not coming. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Silva got lost in a book or yeah. something. <laughs> yeah. Reading the letter changed everything for her. <laughs> she just spent the evening alone. All right. Yeah, when Jalen wakes up, she'll suddenly remember... Jalen will suddenly remember, and in order to distract herself, she'll go knock on Isaac's door. Okay, roll me a d20. 
is where all my high rolls go, is wasted trying to talk to people who then wind up not being there. Eight. Eight. So, like usual, the door isn't opened immediately, but you can hear someone shuffle up to it, lean against it, and then open the door and look out. And you see Isaac. Uh, hey, Jalen. What can I do for you? Hey. I just, I saw Silpha. Actually, can I come in? Yeah, sure. Wait for him to close the door and, and she'll say, I just, I saw Silpha yesterday and she asked me to say hello to you, Leslie, and that oh, she would do you, do like... Do you mind if I change? Not at all. Isaac instantaneously shifts into Leslie. And she just said she would love to have another talk with you again soon. It didn't sound urgent, just... Okay. Good. Well, I I like Silpha. She's very smart. Uh, I wondered if I could ask you a small favor. I don't know in light of what happened yesterday at the Verathi house. I, I don't know if courting with Lynn is going to continue. But I wondered if you would help me get ready for the next one if it happens. Yeah, absolutely. I'd I'd love to help. Okay, great. Okay, well then, um, then that's a that's a plan. I'll make time for it and everything. And Leslie crosses over to the the closet and sort of throws it open and starts like not throwing things at you or anything, mm. but like she'll take a dress off the rack and like turn and kind of look at it and look at you and set it back and pull up a wig and look at it and look at you and I, hopefully, there, I mean there might be a wig ready for me by then so you know but it'll be my hair she pulls down one that looks similar to what your natural hair looked like it's like it's the wrong length and the wrong slightly the wrong texture but you know close mm -hmm. and says are you gonna go for like wild or normal or i haven't decided yet i think i have a few days to think about that okay well i have a gnomish pink wig <sighs> of course you do <laughs> It doesn't get yeah, used Leslie, often enough. Leslie, if you can take on any form you want, why do you need all the disguises? Magic has its limitations. And Leslie steps up and says, here, touch touch my hand. And she'll touch her hand. You impact the hand before you think you should. Ah, uh, okay. Because Leslie is a little daintier than Isaac. And she says, I can't always rely on illusions. I see. Though I do find them... To be a favorite of mine. That's really interesting. Are you busy in a couple of nights? Mm, which night? Full moon. Oh. Well, the most interesting things on the full moon always go down at House Barathi. Oh, shit. So I had intended to invite myself to see what changes are there now that the matron is gone. But honestly, it... You know better than I do what's going on there. You could just tell me and I can be available. Okay. All right. Something might be going down in the guild. Oh. And I, I don't know yet. I've been told to stay away. Hmm. But I'm a little worried. And her eyes get wet and she wipes them away really fast. Leslie gives you kind of a, like a almost confused look and says, Jalen, are you, are you well? No, uh, no, uh, yes, fine. Yeah, I, I'll, um, I'll let you know. Yeah, I, I'm always available for the family. I know I 
if not here, but if you tell me to be here, I'll be here. Okay, I don't know yet if anything's going to go. I don't want to waste your time, but I but there might be something. That's that's enough reason for me. Okay. Thank you. Leslie will walk you over to the door and before opening the door, shifts back into Isaac. And Isaac pulls the door open and says, I look forward to our next conversation. Thanks, Isaac. She will walk out and head to sofas. All right. To gush. So Whistles sleeps in the rafters and has this really adorable kind of whistly snore. Imagine that. Which you determine must be where he gets that nickname. But Whistles in the morning has created a very tiny breakfast for you. It's not real big. You're definitely going to need to eat something else. And the food choices Whistles has made aren't human. So you have a very floral tasting tiny biscuit. (laughs) Lavender rose petal biscuit. And Whistles says, now that we're roommates, I took it upon myself to give you this, this, um, thanks for letting me move in gift. You're very kind. Thank you, Whistles. Any time we could be the best of friends, partners, anything you need. I'm here for you. Are you now? Oh, uh, I'm so checking that thing for poison or like, well, not poison. I don't think he'd poison me. There's probably not enough poison in it. To, yeah. <laughs> it's too small to I'm injure just, you. I'm more interested in like, is there any kind of effect that's on it? Oh. Um, like magical effect on it. Well, you know he does not have a tiny oven, so you're guessing it is a conjured food of some kind. Okay. You get a tiny weird magic biscuit. Yeah, I eat this tiny weird magic biscuit. It's it's sort of like popping a floral Tic Tac. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I eat it and remark upon the fact that it's it's tremendously floral. Oh, thank you. My progenitor? Yes, I think that's the term I'll go with. My progenitor taught me how to make these biscuits. They did a fine job. Are you going to be joining me for breakfast on a regular basis? My traditional role is to just stay invisible and nearby, but uh, since we're not officially in a partnership yet, I think I'll just stay in your room. Sounds fabulous. Do you have enough food for the afternoon? Oh, of course, yes. I don't need to eat. It's just enjoyable. Oh, she's got this voice of honey right after fighting with her friends. Yeah. Do you have any any friends coming by today? I don't plan on having any friends coming by, but there's associates, co-workers that come through. Oh, I'm sure. All the time. All the time. I'm certain they're around all the time. Yeah, generally. Generally, they're around all the time. They, uh, They follow around all the high rollers. High rollers? Yes, yes. People who have power need favors. I'm not even going to go there. My day's going to be boring. I'm going to make some trees grow and answer a lot of letters. Well, I could offer to help you with one of those. I'll give you a hint. It's not the letters. <laughs> I I am quite certain of that. I'm not ready. Well... I offer, and the offer stands. All right. 
and the little dragonfly wings flutter up towards the rafters, and it winks out of existence. You've got to handle business. Okay. I will need to talk to Lord Mentor about the letter that goes out to explain to everybody what has happened. Okay. It is super duper a full-time job, and you imagine you're going to have to go into town to talk to Lord Mentor, and it's probably something you want to do in person. Earlier. Earlier rather than later. Silva, anything you want to do this morning before Jalen shows up? Silva's in her spare time. Silva is always reading books and doing research and working on a project in the study. When Silva has a moment, she will give her mother a big hug in a way that's not typical for Silva. Okay. Your mom, I think, doesn't immediately notice how out of character that is because she's such a generally very huggy person. She probably remembers when you were eight and this was much easier. So I think she she doesn't react in a way that that makes it awkward. Mama, I just wanted to say, I guess I realized I was wrong about something. I think I kind of just thought that you wanted to auction me off to the highest bidder, like grandma beatrix did with Aunt melissa's first marriage and well i i just wanted to say thank you for not darling i would never put you into a situation that was not in your best interest there really is only one thing parents truly want which is for their children to do better than them and i have to say i haven't made your life easy i've done quite well so <laughs> catching up's going to be a little tricky, but if anybody can do it, I'm sure it's myself out. I love you, Mama. Aww. Aww. It's time for the mid-roll, and that means animal facts. This one's going to be a mix. In honor of all this romance we will discuss today, a bunch of penguin facts. Emperor penguins are the biggest of the penguins, at 45 inches long and nearly 100 pounds. These big flightless birds are known for the black and white feather contrast that marks many penguins. Penguins eat small fish and crustaceans generally, during which penguins can spend nearly 20 minutes in freezing cold water, diving to depths of nearly 1,700 feet. Female penguins lay a single egg at an inland breeding ground where thousands of penguins gather, and the egg is kept warm by the male, while the females return to sea to feed returning with a belly full of fish to feed their newborn chick. Emperor penguins live about 20 years in the wild, but there is some evidence that they can make it about 50 in captivity. Cool animal powers of the penguin include the ability to breed and hatch their young at temperatures as low as negative 40 degrees Celsius, holy crap, and to dive in water at negative 1 degrees Celsius, ooh. Plus, they're adapted to pressure or low levels of oxygen for diving. Now, for that romance thing I mentioned, penguins have elaborate courtship rituals. The Adelie penguin exchanges a shiny pebble like a wedding ring, which then helps to form the wall of their little nest. While the emperor penguin has a ritual involving calling a mate, going on a walk, and bowing to their mate. Lastly, many penguins are serial monogamists, finding just one mate at a time, but a new one every year. Okay, let's get back to it. Jalen, you want to show up? Yeah, Jalen's going to show up. Knock on the door. I think Mrs. Lunari opens the door. Oh, Jalen. Hi, Mrs. Lunari. Is Silfa home? 
Absolutely. Just a moment. Let me fetch her. And you she can is like hood up. Wait in the parlor. Yes, ma'am. And she'll, there's a knock on your, probably the study door, Silpha. And your mom says, Jalen's downstairs in the parlor. Oh, good. Silpha immediately like folds up her book and abandons what she was working on to run downstairs. It was Lord Byron's poetry, I imagine. Like <laughs> you're on, you're on the third pass through because you're like, there's got to be something of value here. And it's not bad poetry. It's just not good either. Bad poetry? Oh no, a tree. It's whelming. It's whelming. <laughs> a book of whelming poems. It is. That's a great name for a poem book, poetry book, right there. Acceptable poems. I guess I, I fold this book under my arm and go downstairs with it. Go ahead and give me an insight roll on that book, by the way. 14. All right. For a moment, you think you spot something that you might consider code? Oh, he's a he is a code master. Oh, right. And you look at it a little bit more, and then you think to yourself, well, okay, that... That definitely isn't code, but maybe you should go through this book with with a fine-tooth comb at some point. Lovely. Now it's interesting. Now she's interested. Now it's overwhelming. <laughs> it's more than whelming. <laughs> that, well, yeah, it's not overwhelming. It's whelming plus. It's upwhelming. <laughs> <laughs> double-whelming. You two... She basically runs down into the parlor to see how you're doing. This book tucked under her arm. Hey. Hey. Can we go to your room? Of course. Okay, go up to her room and she'll pull her hood back and say, "As you step into the room, you hear." <gasps> Shit! What did you do with your hair, Jalen? I, you know, I just lost it. <laughs> uh, by the way, you're there. There's an invisible cat commenting on your hair. It is not Mrs. Lunari. Oh, it's not Mrs. Lunari. Okay. No. All right. It's... All right. No. Okay. But I, she would have recognized Scrix's voice. Judgmental borrowed familiar. It'd be like, <laughs> well, Scrix, she wouldn't stop playing with my hair the last time I slipped over, so I just had to take it away. What? That was rude. Look, there'll be a wig in the future. Oh, that sounds fun. You can ruin that for me, too. If it's warm, I'll snuggle in it. You know, Scrix, it's very unusual that you would comment on someone's lack of hair. I mean, we're like buddies now, right? I mean, I guess so. It's like we're we're sisters or something. Great. <laughs> and Scrix will rub up against your leg on the way out, and then sort of, you can tell from his walk somehow it's sassy, even though the cat is invisible. I can tell he swished a hip into me. Yeah, out the door. <laughs> Once he's gone, she's going to get kind of uh, serious again and say, So? I figured when I didn't hear from you, Maybe things took a little longer than you planned. Yeah, yeah, they did, and I, I needed, you know, I just took the evening to... Needed the time? Process it a little bit. I'm not sure what to do. She'll reach into a, an inner pocket and pull out the roll and hand it to you, and then she's going to turn her back on you and... Are you sure? This is... Read it. You want to share this? Read it. And she'll go look out the window while you're doing that. Sofa reads it over and says... She kind of rolls it back up she'll hand it back to you quietly put a hand on your shoulder and say well that really changes my opinion of that man i'm sure it'll make a world of difference to him what do i do well what do you mean how do you act on this information i don't think i can act on it i mean he he, he doesn't want people to know he didn't want me to know well you've always respected master kylan and looked up to him and been close to him should this change that no no i just it's 
myself, I, I, you know, I just sort of grew up without parents, right? I mean, I, I, I never missed them. I didn't feel like a lack. I there was a lack there. I mean, you don't miss people you didn't know. But, you know, I, I grew up being adopted and, you know, and I, I love Lord Evans to pieces, but he's not my father. And I've, I've never really thought of him as my father. And, and I never thought of Kylan as my father either, but I, I don't know. He was the one I spent the most time with. And I mean, a kid's going to love somebody, right? They're going to love the person who's there. And, and for me, I mean, that was Kylan, like better or worse or misplaced or not. I mean, I, that's where that love went. You know, I, I mean, the love I would have given to a father, I gave to him. So he might as well have been my father. And now it turns out he could, be. he is probably. And all this time he, he could have been my dad and he's, and he wasn't. And I, I don't know if I'm angry about that or not. Well, what I gain out of this message is that Kylan, your father, is someone who cares for you a great deal. And, well, my mother said something to me recently, and she said that all any parent really wants is for their children to do better. And so I think perhaps he made the choices he did for you to have better opportunities. I think it it came from a good place. I'm also worried about what's going on down there. Mm. I've been told to stay away, and I'm not sure I should do that. Do you want to head off anything's happening with any were-rats down in the sewers before the full moon? We have two days. One, one night. One day. One night before the full moon. Yep. Two days, one night. I don't know. I suppose I could. We could. Unless they've been going on a biting spree there's only two of them left but they may have bitten people since i don't know Mm -hmm. and there could be more of them and there could be more i would be worried about a threat specifically aimed at kylan as well i know how to create an area that keeps creatures like that out and perhaps with isaac's help i could make it stronger or last longer i wish we had a means to find out what might be coming Well, Isaac has a disguise to be in the guild. I could ask him to go down and feel it out. I'm thinking the way things going, maybe what's coming isn't even part of the guild. Yeah, I think you might be right. This is a mess. This is a fucking mess. Fuck. Okay. Do we need to do anything today? Nope. I mean, I was just pondering this book that Lord Byron sent me. Oh? Well... On first pass, it appeared to be kind of mediocre poems. Kessie? <laughs> she'll, she'll bring forth the book. On first pass, it seemed to be kind of mediocre poems, but maybe I'm reading too much into it, but I think there's more there. He is supposed to be a codemaster. I've been reading a book of Dova's simpering love poems. You can't phase me. Care to compare? Sure, she'll pull out Dova's book. <laughs> <laughs> and we're gonna laugh. <laughs> Roll me a d20 on Dova's book. On Dova's book? Yep. 14. There are some remarkable similarities. Between the poems in Dova's book to the poems in, in mm-hmm. Mace's book? Hmm. This is interesting. I think he was borrowing some passages from this book. Maybe he has a copy of this too. Right, which leads credence to my theory that it's some kind of code. What do you think he's trying to tell you? I don't know, but this is fascinating. We have to find the cipher. Give me an investigation roll. Both of you can roll. Mm. Uh, 15. So, with a 7, 
you don't make any progress. With a 15, Jalen, you make a, a jump forward. You confirm there is a code. It is a tough code to crack, but you found it. You didn't crack it, though. Didn't crack it, but I know I know which direction to look. Yes. Now that it is in fact a code, I should point out. So yeah, this is this is a post thorns code, and it's complicated, and it's referential rather than substituted. So there's probably other books that are also being crossed and woven into this. I don't know if they're. I, I mean, I guess they would all be poetry books. Well, he did say he was deeply passionate about literature. It's a clever man, your Byron. Yes, he's very interesting now. Suddenly, bing, turned back on. <laughs> uh, wait a second. He's smart. Well, I, I guess you're probably better at the library end of this. Maybe you could check out some other poetry books and see if, see if you find any other matches. Can I borrow that one? Yes. I will need it back at least in a day or two because this is Dova's and I do need to give it back. Well, of course. I'll just, I'll copy out, out some of the passages that are in it. I had a couple of other things for the morning. Okay. The first was to, you know, as I'm collecting myself to go to Lord Mentors, I would have Helena with me. And do I know if the other druids all speak druidic? They do. Okay, so I imagine, um, I imagine there was a lot of druidic in the house. When I'm just going to switch over to druidic with her, and I'm going to ask her what the full moons were like under the matron. That's when we did induction ceremonies. Periodically, we would do sort of beast ceremonies where we sort of worship the inner bestial nature of man. They all sort of paid homage to the fairy queen. The altar was always there. I want to continue that tradition. Well, the the altar is actually just up in trees, upper branches. If you um, call, the pixies will bring it down. They sort of shrink it and then bring it down. All right. When we get back this afternoon, will you let the others in the circle know that we'll be gathering there tomorrow? Absolutely. Yeah, I would have sent a notice ahead that I was coming to discuss the letter that we had previously arranged to. Okay. Yep. When you get there, they're expecting you. They escort you into one of the larger studies. Lord Mentor is there. He has a bunch of accounting-looking people. Great. Accounting-looking people. He says, this is Eugene and William. Eugene, William, I believe you are familiar at least with Lady Varathy. They handle my letter writing and are quite skilled at it. Good sirs, thank you. Here is what I think that we should bring up. Please tell me what you think. I want to inform everyone that due to the matron's death, I pulled together some defensive squads to assist and a potential increase in visitations from the thorns around the house. One of those was attacked by a creature that was a fire breather, hence the beginning of the, the fire. Eugene will pipe up and say, I think we should remove the comment about how the matron may or may not have been involved in her death or life. That could imply that she had some sort of magical control over thorns beasts. That might backfire. I recommend instead we just say that it's nearing winter. That's fine. The creature was dispatched, but not before a fire started. Do the heroic acts, both of the people of House Varathi and those of, of the people in the defensive squad, we were able to save more than half of the grove. Eugene pipes up again and says, we should definitely credit someone. People like a hero story. Yes, I was getting to that. Oh, okay. Yes, uh, due to the, I, w I wanted to offer formal thanks to 
House Evans, House Cornino, and House Maeve. There were God damn it, what's the word? Instrumental. No, no, not instrumental. The the uh, there were representatives from each of the houses there. Hmm. Which one was of highest status? Let's name them. Uh, Lynn Pornino. Excellent. I would also make note that Jessica Evans was there and lended her efforts. If we must, and Lord Mentor nods and says we must, and then the other accountant person's like Jessica Evans is not very heroic. She can stab like a motherfucker. Though. She can stab like a motherfucker. <laughs> I just clear my throat and say, her sister was also in attendance. Jalen, the adopted one. Yes. Leave her out. And Silva Ludari. Oh, I do like Silva's mother, but let's give Lynn and Jessica the spotlight. I look at Lord Mentor. I'm gauging his reaction. Lord Mentor is just sort of nodding. And when you look at him, he says, I trust their judgment. Why must one have the spotlight? Lord Mentor looks over at the two of them, and they said, well, people like a hero story. I mean, so actually, interestingly enough, there is a little bardic ditty that's been starting up in the last day. Oh, God. It's it's actually quite uh, wonderful. It's, uh, <laughs> Cygnus Swanson yes, came up I with it. it. Yes, yes. It has this refrain that I really love, and the trees burnt down. <laughs> but it... It's actually a love story about this knight and this lady. And you know what? Interestingly enough, this sort of implies that it's Lynn and Jessica. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) What to do? (laughs) Lord Mentor, I'll accept this provided that Silpha and Jalen are given something for their efforts. Lord Mentor says, I, we can see to that. I mean, recognition in court is an entirely different matter than this. We can certainly recognize them in the next in the next gathering. Recognition and something for their efforts. It is your house. You can award them whatever that. you wish. It would be good for you to be on that side ah, in the appreciation. Very well. I will offer a matching reward. Thank you. Then we can move forward as it is. Then I want to let them know that next week we'll be assessing the damage and providing an update on the situation and we'll respond to requests for lumber as we are able during that time. The two kind of marketing guys look kind of nervous and they look up at Lord Mentor and one of them says, "Um, Lord Mentor, do you think they'll be satisfied with that? And Lord Mentor says, no, of course not. No, they will want this handled in some sort of status-based order, in which case there'll be no wood by the time we get to the third or fourth person. And the the two of them kind of nod slowly. And he says, we are not doing it in status order. I'm not even going to write into the letter who's getting what, when. I'm not in agreement. They both look kind of nervous. And they're like, all of next court is just going to be them shouting at you. And he says, well, then all of next court is going to be them shouting at me. Anything else? I'm going to go over real well. That is all I had. What else? Did you have anything? This will help make it clear that I'm on the job and that you are in capable hands. The situation, for those that don't trust you, will be seen as being handled by me. How is this going to be signed? Oh, I think you should sign it. Good. It's important that communications that come from your house be seen as you in charge, but it is also important that there at least be an understanding, at least within the court, that I am in full support of you, and am helping. And they will hold my seal? Yes. 
All right. And yours? No need. I prefer to operate as a neutral party, a moderator, if you will. <laughs> well, a moderator with letter writers. Yes. Whose well, handwriting will clearly be known. That's kind of the idea, yes. Not to worry. I'm very practiced at this. I understand. Anytime anything goes wrong in the kingdom and there's no one really to blame, I put some hints that maybe I did it in there and keeps anybody from getting too upset. Keeps the balance. That is really the whole job. This is good. Very well. How is Alan doing? I did not have a chance to speak to him yesterday. As you can imagine, I was quite busy. When I spoke to him last, he was quite pleased with the outcome and looked forward to another courting. Excellent. Well, I am currently burning letters that come from him to Harriet. They appear to be saying the opposite. They do? Yep. I don't think they're from him. Oh. You may want to make sure he hasn't been getting threatening or insulting letters from my daughter. I will ensure. Also, I'll see where those are being delivered. Could you perhaps hold on to that messenger the next time that such a letter arrives? Oh, those letters only come from nickel-paid Freeman. Oh. All right. Don't take any from nickel-paid Freeman. I'll, I'll send any letters from him via one of my servants. Ah, I'm never really concerned. This is an old trick. There, uh, um, There's also a fair amount of whispers in the courts. There's nothing to worry about. Worst case scenario is cold feet, and I assure you Harriet will listen to me. I'll look at the other two who are still in the room. Can we talk about this just a little more? Yes, of course. Privately? Why don't you two take a break? And they both sort of solemnly nod and walk out, leaving just you and Lord Mentor in the room. Is it your desire, Lord Mentor, that this marriage happen? Well, we started the courting process, and I believe that at least three instances need to be had in order to make it appear that good judgment was made. But at this juncture, I see no reason not to tie House Verathi to House Mentor. The next generation will benefit greatly from that partnership, and as long as you are able to maintain enough control over House Verathi, your grandmother's reputation will carry you a great distance. I, I nod to that. His mother is still missing. Ophelia, mm -hmm. are you hoping that I will continue to not acknowledge that, sir? No, I simply want to know what you want to do about that. Three courtings without his mother. He looks down at his feet and kind of looks back up at the ceiling and then says, I'm assuming she's missing for a reason, and I would not get involved in your family's affairs. You can roll insight. Yeah, I sure as fuck can. I could get an eight. An eight? Mm-hmm. Yep. Total? Yeah. Oh, shit. So, yeah, that gives me nothing, right? Yep. I have no idea. That's, he said what he said. I know. Whatever decision she's made, she's made on her own. Very well. We continue to ignore the issue, then. Do you two want to do anything today? Obviously, I want to spend my time with this super interesting book of poetry. <laughs> if you go to the library, you will run into Sable. That's true. Mm -hmm. Then you could decide when you're hunting again. Mm, that could be helpful. We should do that, although I had also wanted to give Sable time to like cool off so that, yeah. so that there's... Well, we've had a night and a, at least to lunch. 
Although, I mean, if we go to the library, it'll be because we had our own reasons. We don't know that she's there. That's true. No, it would be a chance encounter where you could figure out what you're going to do next. Yep. We should. <laughs> Let us contrive this chance encounter. All right. So, Silpha and Jalen will head to the library with the intention of... I think we're looking up more poetry books. Finding more books. So, you know where all the poetry books is. This is your goddamn library. Give me a investigate roll. You have advantage because you're a scribe. Jalen will find another picture. Oh no, Jalen got a 14. Hey, you come away with actual poetry books. Not a picture book. <laughs> Not a picture book of somebody writing poetry. <laughs> but it's Shel Silverstein. <laughs> oh no! Hey, there might be some Shel Silverstein in there. We don't know. It's actually the only poetry Silver appreciates. So I rolled a 17. Or I rolled a 13, which is a 17. So with a 17, you successfully figure out this code. It was not as hard as the Guire code. It is referential, and so you find the references from the different books, and then the title of the book has words that if you sort of line them up, the first word of each title seems to create a story, or a, rather a sentence. So the entire book of poetry actually only gets you about two total sentences. But it basically says, Potential partner of mine, in our next rendezvous, please say the code phrase, Roses are white, not red. <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Potential partner of mine. <laughs> Potential partner of mine, parentheses, P-P-O-N. <laughs> Potential partner. <laughs> Pom. <laughs> Hello, Pom. Pom. I'm trying to figure out which, what, the, what was the name of that poetry book that it used the word potential as its first word <laughs> potentially whelming poems yeah. that is my favorite book of poetry potentially whelming poems <laughs> all written by a very insecure bard <laughs> actually magnificent not so potentially whelming poems roses are white not red yeah it's testing you yeah all right so do we run into sable you do yeah as you're leaving the library sable is leaving house mentor hey hi research yeah yes my i was sent a very whelming book of poetry (laughs) 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 very whelming it's not just whelming yes i was we were doing some research i received a a very interesting message from Lord Byron. One that required research? Yes. She looks really <laughs> excited. <laughs> and and in our arms, though, are like a stack of love poetry books. <laughs> I, uh, I'm intrigued. She actually smiles a little bit, but looking at the books and l- looking at you, and I was like, I, I assume it was good. Can you tell me? I mean... Maybe not here. Let's just say I'm excited to report the man is brilliant. Anyone spending time with you should be. Agreed. So, what are you doing now? Well, we were putting things away to leave, but I'm happy that we ran into you. How are you doing? I am overwhelmed with duties. Can we help? Do you want to sort through tables and charts? 
to help determine who gets what? That sounds boring enough to make my eyeballs bleed, but if it's what you need... It's not. Um, I, I just need to watch over it. I have plans to make that you should probably know about. We have potential plans to make, too. For the discussion of our more important plans, I think it would be worthwhile to go somewhere secure. Have you time to come back to my place? I do. Uh, so we will fast travel. Jalen does want to make a pit stop in town. She's going to stop in what the appropriate place to be would She wants to keep that letter in something small that she can keep, like, in a chain around her neck or, like, somewhere secure. Like, she's never going to not be with that letter again, so. You find a tiny scroll case type thing for little notes, and it's leather and waterproof. Okay, yep, so she's going to pick that up. We'll fast forward to when we arrive at Silpha's house, I will bring everyone into the walled courtyard, throw up the rope trick, bring my lantern. And we will ascend. All right. There are three pixies when you light your lantern. As you climb in, they are making like they're going to follow you in. They seem to not know that they are not invisible. Do we all see them? Well, yes, because they are illuminated by Silpha's magic lantern. I look at one of them and go, ah! And Jalen pulls out one of her hand crossbows and goes, we're not fucking around. They kind of, they freeze. And then Silpha will speak to them and Sylvan and say, I suggest you conduct your business elsewhere. They sort of look somewhat yeah. confused, and then they like back up slowly. Yes, you three, take your business elsewhere. And they will fly away. After a few minutes, your lantern actually fades. We close the trapdoor. Yeah, I pull up the the rope and you know, set the lantern basically over the entrance so that it illuminates the room, and that really is the best gift. Yeah, that's that's so great. <laughs> I love it. Sylva says, running her face into it several <laughs> times. <laughs> I just, uh... I just want to become one with it. Dink, dink. Sylva, stop that. <laughs> Here, chew on a sock. <laughs> Adult moths don't do that. I have outgrown that behavior. <laughs> Bullshit. <laughs> So did your research tell you anything about hunts? Well, I have tried to gain as much information about the creatures we're seeking as possible. I think the cold-based ones will be hard to come by, and some of the creatures we might get a heart of stone from are really quite dangerous, and we will definitely need to come up with strategies for dealing with them. And given that we don't know when one might present itself to us while we're hunting, we should probably have all of those strategies at the ready. Yeah, and we need to pick a better spot, clearly. Ideally, we would be picking a spot that's nowhere near anybody's houses, but I don't know that there's a good one that isn't on somebody's property. Well, we'd have to be on someone's property, but... We just have to find a way to be more protective than we were. I mean, the Pornino option is interesting because they do have knights and they could be of assistance. I don't know that they're going to be real down with the reason we want these things. I don't think that they're going to be very interested in having us there as hunting parties for a while. Yeah, right, right. Then there's that. And I'm not going to be available for the next few nights. Oh? The full moon is coming up and the druids have specific rituals. 
required. Something might be happening in the guild. In the guild? On the full moon. Oh, because of the... Yes. And she's going to pull out Kylan's letter and show it to Sable. What's this? Letter from Kylan. All right. We had a conversation yesterday. And I guess this has been waiting for me for a while. All right. I'll read the letter. Check. And when I'm done, I'm going to hand it back to you slowly. And she is going to roll it up tight and stick it in that little scroll case and secure it to her person. And then when it's securely tucked away, you're going to get a big-ass hug. Aww. <laughs> Shucks, Sable. Don't touch me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's a careful hug, yeah. It's a very careful, careful hug. Careful, but good hug. Yeah, and she's going to say, I'm... That is a burden. A beautiful yeah. one. Sure, it's lovely. Uh, look. Is it? But it is. The letter shows love. I know. I'm unsure how to feel about this. How about loved? Wanted, even. To suddenly get that in a letter? I know, it must be hard. 16, oh no, it turns out I'm 17 and change. Or something. I'm not even sure when my birthday is. Whatever. I I don't I don't know like it, it's I realize it's there but it Jalen it could have been there all along and it has been I agree you only have a closer family for it yeah okay Jalen do you understand what luck you have luck yes to be so loved I mean you're loved by someone who is your father. You're loved by someone who has adopted you. You're wanted. So wanted. Then why why couldn't I just know? It's for protection. I mean, you understand this? Certainly. Being connected to certain people has disadvantages. Especially if you're young. You, you, you would have been used as leverage. You would have been used. That's, you know, that's what I told him to tell me, you know. Because I, I didn't, I was afraid that what he was going to say was that I wasn't wanted. Or that he was just a chicken shit. And I um, barged in there asking for the truth and then suddenly didn't want to hear that, so... Instead, you found out something quite the opposite. Yeah, I guess I did. I am very happy for you. She'll nod slowly and she'll say, yep, but apparently things are a bit unstable down there and I've been told to stay away and guess I'm going to stop doing what I'm told. I would imagine he told you to stay away again for your protection. Yeah, well, obviously Kylan's a big dummy sometimes, so... I can't help you personally. However, Jalen, I have a house. I can send help. I'm not going to let something to happen right after you got this letter. I mean, you have to have a chance to at least talk to him about it. I don't think that's the way it's going to go down if he and I ever got that chance. That's just sort of the way that it is between him and me. So we don't have a lot of time to figure out what to do or to figure out what's going to be happening. I'm open to ideas. I'm a bit fresh out of creativity. I get it. I potentially have Isaac and Leslie's help for this. I can send a champion. Maybe two. I would help you in this. Okay. Do you think we should take Parathi champions? Given the nature of 
what could potentially happen? Perhaps not, although the offer is generous. I can always recruit Lady Jessica. She would be interesting. If you want reconnaissance, I can help. You're not going to like this idea, Jalen, but... Bornino swords? No. Yes, they would help us with the immediate problem, but they're going to know exactly where the guild is at that point. And they are never going to forget that. And I can't betray that that way. I understand that. What about Lady Mieth? I know the lady and... Well, I want to do this for Jalen. Because I would like to help her protect something dear to her. I don't know that the Lady Miev would approve of me joining this kind of side quest. I think that in assisting Lady Miev, House Barathi lost half its grove. She can spare one night. I can talk to her. We could tell her we believe there is some sort of threat that will occur on the full moon. Well, she warned us about the full moon. I can just tell her that the circle is busy and would otherwise assist. Because of her allegiance to the circle, she can help. I'll send a letter. All right. With you. Or whomever. I don't want to send it with a messenger. All right. I think what I need to do is ask Isaac if he can go down there tonight, today or tonight, and see if he can figure out what's going on and bring us some intelligence on that. Maybe you could talk to Miev. If she says no, well, I guess she can't say no. No, she can't. She might be able to help us in ways other than coming with us. True. She might want to keep a lower profile, which I can understand. She could always send Riley. She could send Riley. Do you want someone to help with reconnaissance? I mean, I do have several people that can turn into rats. You want to do that today? That's what I was offering before. Yes. 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 All right. I think that's a good idea. I think that might be the best idea. And then Isaac can try tomorrow or this night tonight. All right. All right. We have a plan for now. Thank you both. This is not a favor either of you owe me. I'm just going to give you another hug. I'm going to side squeeze from Sofa as well. Aww. Love pile. Careful love pile. Very careful <laughs> love pile. I am very wrapped. Jalen, I think... Well, I don't know how to phrase this, but... I think our priority for the Night of the Full Moon is keeping your uncle alive. Yes. And if we can do that, I believe there is a means by which... We could not only break the guild's ties with the Fairy Queen, but have Kylan in charge as well. Okay. That sounds good to me. Keeping him alive is the first goal. Sable, I didn't get a chance to mention it, but I wanted to tell you in a secure place like this. I was researching that fruit we found in the Mentor Vault. Oh. The nature of it. It comes from a very unusual tree that produces two kinds of fruit. One is a white fruit that is the deadliest poison in existence. The other, the red fruit, the one in the jar, preserved somehow, 
That is a panacea that can cure any ill or any curse. Where does it come from? I mean, is this a tree that grows here? It was very difficult to come across research about it, but what I read implied that somewhere, at some time, there was one in the kingdom somewhere. Probably it is lost to the thorns now. And yet this piece is preserved. Yes. Fascinating. Sable, people would kill to get their hands on something so valuable. I mean, you could remove your own curse. I uh, wouldn't. <sighs> to live without the poison anymore. I... This was preserved for a reason much bigger than that. What do you think that to be? I don't know. But... Out of character, where is it? Do I have it? Do I you have it? Silva okay. has it. Okay. Which is good because you yeah. don't want Lord Mentor to find that on you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Keep it very safe. I don't want people killing you over it. No one should know I have it. All right. When are we going to meet? Tonight, tomorrow morning. But tonight at Silva. How about tonight at Silva's house? Or can you not stay out? No, I, I can do so. I'm not sure what time I will come. But I will come. Great. And she she will hold up the scroll case and say, outside of this group, no one knows. He's my Uncle Kylan. I understand. W one other thing, because there's not enough chaos, I'm going to do something, I'm going to do something that will feel drastic to people tomorrow before the moon rises. I'm not ready to talk about it. Uh, I think it best that I don't, um, but hopefully no one else will want to kill me over it. We'll see. For the uh, audience, all of the players have terrified looks on their face. <laughs> <laughs> concerned. How about very concerned? That's all for our show today. I will be releasing an extra episode for our one-year anniversary very soon, so stay tuned. Also, thank you to Julie at Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo, and Todd Ferguson at My Pet Machine for our music. You can find them both on Facebook. What will our heroes discover in the Thieves' Guild? What will Sable do during the full moon? Find out the answer to these things and more next time on Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. Contrive I've a cracked chance. the code. It says, like, Dear Silva, if you're smart enough to realize this is a code and not simpering poetry, then I guess you're okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, gu I guess you're acceptable. <laughs> you will make an okay wife. 
you you will whelm me as my poetry <laughs> whelmed you. There you go. If you crack this code, I will be at least a twelve on the dice whelmed. <laughs> the next one will be harder. <laughs> I am now thirty six percent excited. <laughs> Forty seven. <laughs> <laughs>